0: Hey everybody, welcome back to another Fit Dad Lifestyle podcast. And today we got some Q and A for myself and for TJ. TJ's on here with me, yay! And so, uh, got some questions from some listeners, and um, so we're gonna we're gonna hit at it. We're gonna do this um, rapid fire, pretty much. So, Beautiful. You
1: ready? Just just the way I like it. Good.
0: Oh, I see you're live as well yeah awesome
1: we're trying to get some more content out here since i
0: suck yeah. at it <laughs> um so i sent i sent t j the questions already i so he has a heads up but um uh today though today's been uh it's funny uh my wife sent me a picture of her feet um not because I have like a foot fetish but her bottom of her feet were like all these different colors, and I was like, I, like, zoomed in on it, and I'm like, I was like, what the heck is that? Because she's having some, like, health issues, and so I was like, that's kind of weird looking. And, and, like, as I'm typing, it looks like you stepped on sprinkles. She ties back saying the kids dumped the sprinkles all over the floor, and so it, it was literally everywhere. It's these little tiny ones, you know, like those sprinkled uh, cookies from Publix, those little tiny... Bo- Um, like dots, that's the type of sprinkles. So um, yeah, so that's, I came home today and then I'm. she said like the vacuum died. And so like, I just found tons of sprinkles everywhere. And then like when the fan goes on, they're so light that they like fly across the room. Uh, It was, it was crazy. Like there's a lot of sprinkles. All right. Yeah, I can hear you now. That was weird. It just cut out.
1: Yeah, I could hear you the whole time, just you couldn't hear me. Oh.
0: Dang. i have to splice these together then.
1: <laughs> but, yeah, All right. we can jump right back into it.
0: Yeah, cool. So, yeah, those, uh, those sprinkles, man, I freaking hate them now.
1: Well, oh, I would, too, um. if I had to clean up that mess.
0: Yeah, man, they're freaking everywhere. It's crazy. Oh, man. Um. Cool. All right, so let's go ahead and jump on in with the questions. Um, so, first question that was brought up was about gym etiquette. So, um, basically, this—I know this person was—he's a beginner um, in the gym, and he just kind of wants some like uh, guidelines or of like what, um, like, what's the rules for like gym etiquette? Like, whether, like, I, I'm pretty sure there should be some separate for beginners and like advanced people, like people who've been in the gym for a while. Um, so what's your take on gym efficacy? What does that consist of?
1: Oh, I feel like gym efficacy is really simple at the base of it. Like put your weights away. Right now, like wipe down the machines. When you wipe down machines, throw the towels away. Um, no excessive slamming of weights. Put your weights away. I feel like those are kind of across the board for everyone. And then things like uh, if you're going to shower, cover your dick up once you get out. I feel like that's a pretty safe one. All those <laughs> old guys forgetting towels exist. <laughs> yeah. but So uh-huh. I think those are the basics for everyone. But what would you decipher between like The difference between somebody that's been in the gym longer and uh, a beginner.
0: Yeah, so we were talking about this a little bit today, and um, just from my observation, it first of all, um, efficacy. I think varies. Like the basics, like you were saying, like putting your weights away, wiping things down, putting equipment back to where you found it. I think that's safe for every single gym across the world however i think the environment of the gym also dictates if someone wants to slam the weights like if that if the weights are meant to be slammed so if you're in a powerlifting gym totally slam away um but don't be like like just dropping weights for no reason which is like you really wouldn't see that in powerlifting gyms uh maybe crossfit gyms but um but as far as differentiating between like beginners and, and like more advanced people or intimidated people in the gym, uh, I think uh, sometimes beginners. Um, I'm talking. I'm talking like you know, even at like clubs, like gym gym clubs, like LA Fitness, Crunch. Some people are intimidated by someone who may have a lot of muscle or maybe really advanced in lifting techniques. Like if you see someone snatching, you're kind of intimidated by that person. Um, and whenever we're working out, we definitely seem more aggressive. And so I think, um, like being nice to someone and like allowing them to work in with you. Um, if, if it's like a machine towards like a pin loaded towards not, you don't have to take off the weights and like, if it's a big difference in, in weights, um I think that's more of a gym etiquette for someone who's advanced to kind of just like invite the person the newer person over if they you can obviously see someone waiting for like a piece of equipment um so I think the the beginners uh i I believe that they to make them feel more comfortable in some gyms I think it's okay for us to take a step back and be like I, um we can let them use the machine and we can find something else to do. That's very, very similar. Um, but, uh, I I think that helps them grow and and be comfortable in the gym. So I think that's part of an efficacy. I think that a lot of advanced gym goers don't do is that they try to like hog the machines as if they were like prepping for Mr. Olympia. Um, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> or, or they or they don't want people to work in with them whenever it's literally just, like, a pin-loaded thing. I know that we were talking about that. When it comes to, like, plates to where you're talking, like, you know, there's, like, a five or six plate difference on each side, it gets kind of, like, like tiresome to, like, take them on and off, take on and off, um, especially or, – or, like, the height difference in squat racks and stuff. There's some variables for that. But, um, but yeah, that's kind of where cross, like, I cross – like, I say, like, you know – be nicer to the new new people because we've all been there before
1: for sure what do you think about people that uh do supersets or anything like that in really busy gyms or like during really busy times do you feel like that's a no-no
0: so it depends on how you set it up like if it's going to be if it's a busy time and you're doing dumbbell exercises to where you need like three or okay if you need like two different weight sizes um, i think that it's okay maybe to try to get close to the area like the dumbbell rack and to one, at least one of the weight sets that you're going to use um so that way when you're done with it you can at least put away the like one of the dumbbell sets so like if i'm doing uh flies chest flies and then chest press i can keep the heavier weights down by my my um my bench and then i can re-rack the the lighter weight whenever i'm doing the flies so i can still do supersets that way but also if someone if it's so busy that someone needs those smaller ones uh then i don't have to do flies uh maybe i can for that one set if i really can't wait then i would do like you know push-ups or something i don't know or or get a band and use a band instead. I think there's a um
1: what if those machines yeah. like it's not just a dumbbell like you're literally supersetting between like two machines.
0: Uh I would just I would superset a dumbbell with a machine. I think taking two machines if you have two machines just let that person know like you you want to work in with them and if they're okay with that and that's fine but if they're if they're like no like because they're kind of paranoid with covid and stuff then I would say superset the machine with a dumbbell movement or the machine with a body weight movement. Um, but again, like, I think like always asking first because I mean, everyone's at the gym. We, we can actually talk to each other like human beings. And so we don't need to just head nod, um, but definitely communicating first. And if they're uncomfortable for any reason, then I'd just say we, you can always find an alternative like with a dumbbell and then a machine. So,
1: Right. So speaking of that, you said we can communicate in the gym. Uh, how do you? That doesn't always seem to work as well. Like if a guy, even if it's not not trying to flirt, not trying to do anything, you see girls like won't even. I have the one famous story where a girl put a forty-five on one side and thirty-five on the other. I went up to tell her because I noticed it. And she like blew me off, like wouldn't take her headphones out, like aggressively, like rolling her eyes at me. And she went to try to do the rep and almost dumped it, almost killed herself. So sometimes people are a little anti social when it comes to the gym setting, especially men trying to if it was like a machine a woman was doing you work, that's the one you needed to superset in with. How do you think that interaction goes?
0: Well, the thing with the weight, like, if she doesn't want to listen, then we all have to learn somehow. And so she's about to learn the the hard way, (laughs) unfortunately, you know? Um, But – and then the next time she might be a little bit more humble and listen. But, yeah, as far as the machines go, I mean, just be like, hey, do you mind if I uh, work in with you on this machine? Because I'm trying to do two different machines uh, with little rest in between. Um, And, again, she may be – she may not want to do that, um, and uh, you can't really do much. You can't force people to do something, so I just I'll find something else to do. But Which it's, uh, I think it's should...
1: okay to say no. In my opinion, I think it's also okay to say no if someone's trying to work in with you, and it's like oh, clearly yeah. going to slow you down. Or like you said, the weights going to have to be adjusted a lot. I think it is okay, obviously, to politely say no, or maybe let them know how many sets you have left, just yeah. so they can be aware and let them like make sure if they need it next, they can get it next type thing.
0: Yeah. 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 So, I mean, I, I, again, busy, busy means different to different gyms. And I've seen it to where, like, there's literally no room. Like, whenever me and you went to that crunch, it's, like, pretty packed in there. <laughs> so, uh, it's like three people to one machine. I'm like, geez. So, yeah, you just kind of kind of have to find something else to do. But, yeah, saying no is not a bad thing. But, Yeah. So, is there anything that's that's much- on
1: the top of your head for etiquette?
0: Um, so we got the, the trash around the, uh, around the work areas, I think is annoying. You already said that. Wiping things down. Um, I think uh, excessive selfies in the mirror is, is not necessary. That's on the gym floor, especially if there's tons of people around and you're like standing in front of the, the rack of dumbbells um when people do flies in front of the dumbbell rack or arm curls like take your weights and move somewhere and do it you know like i've seen people like literally just stand like right up against it so you're just like that kind of annoys me
1: okay so i'm so i don't do that but what do you think about like single arm dumbbell rows because i do mine off the rack a lot generally i go during a slower time but what's your opinion on that
0: yeah, I think that's totally fine if there's no other like area that's like that you're able to use because sometimes all the benches are used, and so that's the only place to do it. And So I think that's totally fine, um, especially – usually you, you like staying off in a corner of the rack, right? I mean, that's – if it's busy. If it's not busy, I don't think it matters at all.
1: Yeah, if it's busy, I would try to get it out of the way as
0: much as possible. Yeah. But,
1: yeah – if it's not, I'm gonna go pretty much right where that dumbbell would come off the rack. Yeah,
0: yeah, that's totally fine. Yeah, I don't mind that. But as long as you're doing it with good form, <laughs> unless it's like the person, unless it's the person that like it's clearly is way too heavy, and I'm just like okay, like you can lighten that thing up. But yeah, yeah. Um, uh, um, shower. Like if you smell really bad. Um, uh, you might need a shower or wash your clothes. <laughs> uh, that's the other thing. so like the smell of someone. I think is really uh, uh, important because some people just smell super bad. It's like they leave their their clothes or their hoodie inside their car. So,
1: like after cardio, where they're soaked in sweat, and they just let them like marinate.
0: Yeah 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 yeah, and like, like where this yeah because I've seen it man like they they keep their hoodie in their car or like now people are keeping their towels in their car that's uh, disgusting um, but you can like definitely smell like the body odor from some people yeah yeah that's a rough one. Um, yeah what else out there um, I think that's about it yeah I think like putting your weights away and putting the equipment away is is. One of the more more important ones. Anything right.
1: else? Uh, for gym etiquette, I feel like that covers a lot of the bases. At least in my yeah. opinion. Like the simple ones. Rewrack your weights. It's yeah. annoying that people still don't do it, but that's why this is a great topic for the podcast. It's like the basics. People forget about them and it's so silly because it's so simple. Just like if you miss the garbage can like we talked about. But yeah. I think... I think you have some awesome other questions for us to get into.
0: Yeah, the other questions. Yeah,
1: I think we should right. be good to go.
0: Um, yeah. So next one, uh, this person asked signs to look for in if someone is dehydrated versus if they're eating too low of calories. How do oh. how do you do that?
1: I mean, first off, if you have cramping or you can't connect with muscles, can't get a pump, that those are, in my opinion, very clear signs of dehydration. And then urine. So if your urine is really bright or uh, kind of like bubbly a lot when you use the restroom, I think those are all clear signs of dehydration. Uh, what do you think are your most clear signs for dehydration besides like the obvious cramping?
0: Um, I think headaches. So this is where it's kind of like, um, so headaches, fatigue, those can also be symptoms of too low of calories. Uh, feeling like not getting a pump could be too low of calories. Um, but I think uh, dehydration definitely your, your urine's really like a dark, bright color. It's like, it's a very deep yellow. That's very like, um, like almost like goldish you're dehydrated or if you're peeing and it's like straight clear, you're going to become dehydrated. Um, so you want some yellow tint to it because that shows that you're putting, uh, electrolytes in your body. Um, and then if it's like really foamy, um, you're, you're probably in ketoacidosis. Um, so that's not really that good and it might be sweet smelling too. Um, now low calories, how I differentiate dehydration typically goes away within 24 hours. Um, it takes your body quite a while to actually get hydrated back to optimal levels that if you're not using an IV, um, fix a couple days. Uh, but low calories, you, the next day after working out and probably the day after, like if you're not recovering fast enough, you're probably low on calories. So that's, that's how I would differentiate right. a client if they have a, that issue.
1: So you think it takes uh, multiple days to rehydrate?
0: So yeah, at a cellular level, um, in some physiology classes, that's what it shows. Um, because you can use hyperhydration processes that would use sodium and magnesium with water, but you would need to put sodium in throughout the entire day. Um, and it's a very, uh, it does take a couple of days for full cellular hydration. If someone is is going from dehydrated to from a dehydrated state. So let's say they're like, let's say they're hiking in a mountain and they're really low on water and they went without water for like almost a day. Um, and they were exerting themselves doing throughout the mountain. Um, it takes a couple of days after that exertion, after that trek for them to be at a, optimal cellular hydrated level Uh, it takes 24 hours for intravenous um, electrolytes to put you at a um, complete hydrated level on cellular levels so if it takes 24 hours for an iv to be at full capacity cellular hydrated hydration it takes a couple of days for an oral yeah
1: So do you think some of the uh, negative effects of low calories can be compensated for with electrolytes though? Because if I'm really low carb or I'm pushing clients really low carbs, I'll increase the minerals like sodium, potassium, things like that. Yeah. And it seems to balance out a lot of the negative effects of fatigue and not getting pumps and stuff like that. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Like It it, it works quite quick um, you'll get those acute responses, which I always recommend because again, you're not getting the carbs. So you're not holding in extra water at a cellular level. Um, but yeah, that technique is perfect. It's just, uh, if someone is, is like, if someone is competing or something and they're severely dehydrated, it does take a couple of days to get rid of that cellular dehydration. Um, versus a muscular dehydration. It's a little bit different. Dehydration, you can, you can rehydrate within 24 hours, like no problem. Um, and, you, and you can feel that effect, that boost of energy. Um, but, but like, for example, like whenever you have um, bodybuilders post contest, they, they intake a lot of sodium and a lot of food, they become oversaturated with hydration and then they hold water subcutaneously and around organs as well, puts pressure on your heart. That's not technically hydration, nor is it cellular hydration. Um, so it takes them a few days to actually recomp their body. Yeah,
1: yeah. and that's obviously when you're trying to rehydrate. That's not the goal. Right. You're like almost talking about edema and
0: yeah. stuff like that. Right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So it puts it in the wrong spots. But um, sometimes when people, um, I think when they I think this, this person probably asked the question because they probably went low carb or keto and they weren't putting enough sodium and, and or like calcium, magnesium back into their diet because um, usually people, they go toward potassium, which I don't know where that stigma came from that everyone needs potassium, um, probably from American um, Heart Association or American Dietetics saying that sodium, too much sodium is bad, but... Um, but yeah, I think that's, that's why there's some confusion. But uh, yeah, like you, 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 you got it right. Like just increase the sodium and the magnesium.
1: Beautiful. Yeah, that's how I normally try to counter that because I think electrolytes and hydration is not focused on enough, especially for performance. Like when you're in the gym training hard, you're sweating a lot, or you're playing sports and you're sweating a ton you're really missing out on a lot of performance if you're not focusing on the hydration
0: aspect. Yeah. Yes. You know, this was never an issue um, at least like in high school and stuff. Cause everyone drank Gatorade. No one drank like Gatorade zero. Everyone drank like straight Gatorade. Right. And even whenever I was growing up bodybuilding, we had what we had muscle tech, cell tech, which is like 70 something grams of carbs with 15 or 20 grams of creatine and tons of sodium like it was, there was never really an issue with dehydration. If anything, there's like, we all looked like, like marshmallows. Out there. Quick.
1: Do you think uh, like Gatorade or Powerade's any, actually any good for hydration?
0: I think it, it is. Um, the sodium is really what you're looking for. I think the other minerals in there are, are bogus, but, um, but Gatorade has done so many, um, so many studies. And again, I went to, I was going went to uf and so like the studies are there and you see a huge difference and um that's the carbs plus the sodium Um, i don't know if gatorade zero really does that much Um, but definitely having that little bit of sodium really seems to work
1: yeah because if i'm comparing it to like an actual electrolyte supplement when you look at the ingredients and the amount of sodium or the amount of potassium yeah I feel like it. They kind of suck. Yeah. Like if you're just looking for the replenishment of carbs, it's a quick source for that.
0: But. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. Yeah, it, it does the trick out there on the on the uh, on the field. Um, but I, I think uh, I think we we might find some some uh, facts saying they might be diluted by now. I think maybe when it first came out, they put more into it, um, but now they want to make a profit margin because it's it's pretty cheap when you when you look at some Gatorade products.
1: So for sure, that just actually brought up a question that I wanted to talk to you about before, but I just forgot it when I was in the store with you last yeah. time. So do you think everything that can be proved by studies is proved already? Because a lot of people refer back to these studies where in practice, a lot of people that are really on the cutting edge of paying attention, tracking results, monitoring blood work, I feel like there's some things that come out 10 years later where in practice, a lot of people have already been applying it. So what's your thoughts on that? Because I know you come from the background of a lot of evidence, a lot of the studies.
0: Yeah, I think if someone, if someone lives in a world that says science says this and this is, this is, the, this is the outcome um, and it's never changing, I, I think that person is, would be considered dumb. Um, things are always changing. Science is getting better. And so it's always going to change an outcome. Um, There's, there can always be some sort of improvements. And then it's so individual based. uh, It's hard to to say this is definitive. And we can no longer, um, like gain more information on it. So I I think it's, it's studies are there just to show us like, uh, kind of like, like logs almost to show where we can improve or what we still need to find. Um, yeah. So, I mean, nothing is, is, uh, is for sure. Um, e- you know, I mean, it's crazy to think those it, science um, even is coming to the point to where they're saying, Oh, well, there's some like physics laws of physics, physics. You cannot, um, you cannot break laws of physics, but then now they're saying like, like, we can almost, like, jump from, from like, one, uh, uh, like, world or universe to another through fusion. And uh, it's, it's, so, I mean, everything's always
1: changing. Or yeah, it, yeah
0: so, <laughs> so, I mean, everything's <laughs> always changing. To, so, I mean, I think that we, we are, we're not even, like, toe deep in, into science and how supplements and training and stuff can, uh, can vary and, and become better. I think we're we're just now learning.
1: Yeah. Awesome. Cause I was I really didn't know how you're gonna answer that because I know the background I, you come from, which is a a lot of study like a lot of great studies, a lot of studies that have shown us a lot of things, but it's also I think we can always improve like when you're actually tracking and monitoring stuff and you're getting the same positive or negative result from applying something. I don't feel like there has to be a study there yet for me to think like if everyone does this and they don't get the desired response across a broad spectrum and it's actually being tracked accurately. I think now that's enough evidence for me to say like that doesn't work.
0: Yeah. I mean, and that's what causes us to do more studies is because someone's like, they do it anecdotally and they're like, Hey, well, this has been working for me. Your science says otherwise. So then now that person or someone else who's not biased will be like, okay, well, now let's try it your way, and let's see what happens under this circumstance. And, um, and I, the problem is, this is where it gets tricky, is that science can only use um, lab rats, and lab rats are, are generated with certain genetic uh, mutations that cause it to have cancer easily. And, um, and we can't use humans, uh, really, for, for these trials, you know? Uh, that, that's the same thing like we can never find out what's safe or not safe for pregnant women it's because it's unethical to try some of these, uh, these supplements or techniques on the, that woman because you might hurt the baby as well. And so uh, we, we can't be like Hitler and uh, use people <laughs> to figure out what, what works and what doesn't, unfortunately, but the best thing we can do is, is at least have people's logs. And they say, this is what's been working for me. And then now that we have social media and podcasts and everything and YouTube, I think it's awesome because if people are, are honest, then this shows us what certain things can do for someone. And it shows us, Oh, Hey, science maybe has it wrong or, uh, or, um, yeah. So, yeah.
1: Awesome. I think we're on the same yeah, page yeah. with that. That was, I think a good topic. The next, uh, do you want to get into the next question? Cause I think this is one that a lot of people would benefit yeah. from.
0: So, okay. This person asks your preferred vitamin mineral and herbal stack for beginners to build muscle. And they want to know if it's different for a man and a woman, or are they the same stacks?
1: All right. And are we just talking about overall health or performance and health?
0: Um, have at it. I it could be either. I think they're one and the same. Maybe I, I don't think.
1: Know. Uh, I mean, I'd leave creatine out if it wasn't for performance. But if it is a performance based, I feel like creatine's so proven by now that I think anyone that's trying to improve in the gym or strength or anything like that, it's something I see a lot of benefit in, and it's super affordable. So it's one that I think is a very basic one most people should be taking and then a quality omega-3 product, so fish oil and a quality magnesium supplement if I had to narrow it down to like just the bare bones yep. I think those would be the three I would start with
0: okay. both for men and women okay. yep
1: for those three there won't really be any difference okay.
0: so I challenge that I challenge um, creatine regardless of health or muscle building or like performance uh, creatine um, has some great promises to reducing Alzheimer's. And uh, I think it's going to be one of those supplements that you see in everyday health supplements. And I, I've seen a lot of it now already with like Life Extension is one of the uh, best uh, companies I believe that uses a lot of research and development, but creatine always for everyone. Um, huge believer in it for everything. Because um, every your cells use so much creatine, and and you can create creatine to do certain things um, within the cells. So creatine is um, number one for me. Um, the the amounts will vary depending on person to person and their diet. So it could be as little as as one gram for someone who's eighty years old, or it could be as high as ten to fifteen grams um, for. Uh, male athletes um fish oil which specifically an omega-3 that has a very and omega-3 i mean we're talking like for efficacious amounts studies show like 10 grams and more so i mean that's a lot of fish oil so um that's for like the like the efficacious doses that's therapeutic but typically i would say like six grams of fish oil is awesome if someone can afford it if not two grams of omega-3 fish oil um high epa count so epa count can help you with your cardiovascular health um do you want to break down epa and dha
1: quick just uh, obviously i know it but i think it's something valuable that people don't Understand which component does what for them.
0: Yeah, so the EPA count can help with more cardiovascular health, reducing inflammation. Um, it reduces a lot of oxidative stress in the body, and um, and then the DHA. Uh, a lot of people were familiar with it because it helps with brain and eye development in children. Uh, DHA in high amounts, uh, we're talking like fifteen grams to twenty grams a day of DHA. Uh, has been shown to reduce uh, all um, uh, autistic behavior in children. Um, so definitely a huge benefit for brain development and eye development. The, that DHA fatty acid is is uh, high highly present in our eyes. Um, so so we got creatine, got omega three from fish oil, and then. Um, my last one, if we're do- only picking three, would be uh, vitamin D would be my third one. Um, so vitamin D, I mean, it helps with cholesterol, helps with um, hormone levels, helps with immune system. It's all around awesome.
1: Bone density. So, yeah,
0: pulling in calcium into your uh, bloodstream, um, so, or into your bones. So, um, so it's really good. Um, the, only, the only other two things I, I would add Um, If it were um, to to be like five things to take is I would do magnesium like you, like you say, and then I would throw in, if someone says for muscle building, um, I would go with maca as my herb. So both men and women.
1: See if, if I was going to extend the five D three would be on there for sure. In my head, it's a little more related to climate because I feel like generally People that are outside enough can aren't deficient, but in northern climates with winters and all that stuff, I think it's huge there. Yeah, but I think as a broad spectrum, a little higher percent of people are deficient in magnesium. That's the only reason I limited it to that. But another one, I would, if we went to five D3, obviously no brainer, and then uh, something like uh, ashwagandha, the KSM ashwagandha for cortisol, because I think people are chronically stressed and that being an adaptogen there's other benefits outside of just stress and in males they've shown some testosterone boosting benefits
0: yeah awesome cool um all right let's go on to the next question um this person asked how to motivate a spouse or significant other to lose weight so
1: (laughs) We'll have we we'll let you start because
0: so obviously yeah I my wife saw this question um already because she was like hey what questions do you have because she saw my post and uh, so I told her and she's like what are you gonna tell them and I was like uh, well I'm gonna tell them that uh, that uh, whenever whenever they uh, ask you like do you, these do my pants make me look fat just say oh your pants look great you're just fat so. <laughs> but uh, no, in all seriousness, um, she, like we were just discussing this, like she's she brought up a point of like um, having meal times together uh, so that you can be uh, conscious of what you're eating and also enjoying the time. And it may help you reduce like snacking because a lot of couples may binge eat in front of the TV when they come home, they sit down. Um, but uh, but really, it needs to be an accountability thing. So losing weight, it needs to be a partnership and accountability. So just like a way that you would would have a business, um, you, two people need to be accountable for their own actions and having the house that's a place of uh, support and comfort to come to um, through um, supporting uh, your their own personal goals of weight loss or muscle building, whatever it is, um, whether and, and and supporting it in a healthy manner so they don't need to lose 50 pounds in 30 days um, they can lose half a pound to one pound per week is very healthy and then having your home uh, be full of healthy snacks low calorie high um, high volume food is great and then um, and then doing activities together that would support weight loss or just that 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 means like would support movement. So like going on walks together, taking the family out like that, doing outdoor activities, um, stuff like that. So I think that's that's how you would help motivate a spouse or significant other to lose weight. You got to be there with them. Yeah.
1: Right. And I have, a, I have a few for this. I've related, this could be more towards just anyone. Uh, so, because, I mean, spouse, wife, a husband, at the end of the day, they're still just a person mm-hmm really, when you're thinking about weight loss or weight gain. So, uh, big thing is, lead by example too. So, if you go about it, you're making better, uh, more mindful decisions around food. Uh, Over time, you can see people, even children, anything like that, just even if it's just subconsciously, they'll start making uh, better food choices. In most cases, some like to just rebel to rebel. But, and then like you were saying, uh, activities or uh, planning around meals. So anything, any habits that we can build around things that will like passively lead to that. So uh, maybe if you're the person that is trying to motivate the other one, you take over the cooking responsibilities. Try to be cute, try to be whatever, try to be romantic or helpful, but you start doing making the food so you make a habit of trying to not only help out by cooking but you're making better food choices and obviously you're not going to go from pizza to plain chicken breast and broccoli, yeah. but like being more mindful of the food choices and trying to do that as a build a habit around eating those meals or you being the person that wants to help the others uh, make a habit around cooking for them to be helpful and then the activity. Activity is a big one. Uh, maybe have like a daily step competition throughout the whole family. Oh, yeah. So if you have anything anything that tracks uh, footsteps and maybe put it on the fridge. So at the end of each night, you write down your total of that day. And maybe I know a lot of people that I associate with are competitive at some level. So just uh, being mindful of it and being aware and then knowing there's other people doing the same thing. I think that could be very
0: helpful. Cool. That's exactly what my wife says. She said, be romantic and cook me, di- cook me dinners. And I was like, I was like, yeah, and then I'll give you i uh, I'll treat you like my kid where I'm like, all done. <laughs> I can only give her some amount, but um, <laughs> now, so Eileen and I will go, we'll have another podcast. Just to let you listeners know the next podcast with me and her, we're going to go um, into this a little bit more and get a woman's perspective from it because there are some like mental, um, hurdles that they have to overcome, especially if they are coming off of a like, post-pregnancy uh, where the hormones are all messed up. Uh, that could be, um, that could be very tricky on how we handle this men. Very tricky. Um,
1: or just that, or just that time. Of the uh, yeah. When they're they're going to have cravings that we don't really understand. I mean, maybe in prep, yeah. I feel like we might understand some of the cravings when we want to eat our own arms off.
0: Yeah, yeah. But outside of that. <laughs> yeah. And, and then the other good thing that you could always invest in is like those little dog bowls or you, it's it like, looks like a little puzzle and it's supposed to control their eating. Just put your um, spouse's uh, food in that and let them eat it. Yeah. Um, all right. So next question.
1: <laughs> Damn. You're going to lose all your followers when you're trying to make your wife eat out of a dog dish.
0: <laughs> this episode is sponsored by uh, Controller Eating Dishes. All right. Um, so next question. This uh, listener asked, uh, Nike, Reebok, or Adidas? Which one do you want to sponsor bodybuilding?
1: John, I feel like that has to be an easy answer. Nike is by far the biggest.
0: Yeah, I mean, I yeah, I, I agree. Um, I would rather have Nike. Um, I don't know about Reebok, man. I mean, they already have CrossFit, so I wouldn't want to get involved in that. And Adidas has so many uh, soccer fans. I think Nike would be awesome with bodybuilding. Yeah.
1: Oh, for sure. I think that's the one. Just the pure exposure and the money they'd bring to it,
0: it'd be awesome. Yeah, plus all the shoes. I think of all the uh, bodybuilders that are like shoe fanatics. It's crazy.
1: Oh, for yes. sure! Like all the Jordans, like uh, Dexter Jackson. Oh yeah, I think he posted a video once of his insane collection.
0: Yeah, so you would have like the Dexter shoes, you know, like the uh, the Dexter Five. <laughs> um, yeah, that'd be cool. That's awesome. All right, and plus, like they'd they'd have to make like really huge sizes, but yet slim. <laughs> so, I don't know. They're kind of funny. Um, Nike off-season clothes, Nike contest prep clothes oh yeah yeah just
1: off season just super baggy trying to fit yeah. around freaking 24 inch arms yeah
0: yeah that'd be funny um and then their vintage would be like the uh ronnie coleman vertical striped tights yeah that'd be cool um <laughs> all right this next person asked fructose versus cane sugar in, in foods uh does it really matter which sugar
1: I mean, I'd prefer to stay uh, from on this perspective, the studies show not really for fructose to be any danger to liver. It has, it was some crazy amount done in rats that if you're, if it's not your only food source, I don't think it's that big a deal. I, I like to mix it, mix in say uh, fructose like fruits or honey or something like that with a, a more conventional carb source like rice and stuff like that. But out of those, I don't think there would be that big a difference in small amounts. So if it ends up being either one, I don't think there's much of a difference. Yeah,
0: I agree 100%. I think this person's overcomplicating it. And keep in mind, like I said before, lab rats that are in these studies are genetically modified with genes to prove a point, whatever science wanna make, right? So these lab rats are very poor indicators if something is harmful versus not harmful. Um, so, yeah, it doesn't matter. Yeah, just eat whatever makes you happy. Sugar is really what you should be looking at, less or more. Um, that's about it.
1: Yeah, and just – and obviously total amount throughout the yeah. day. Really, if you're not competing or doing something crazy, you're just trying to be yep. healthy, your energy balance is really going to be the main focus. Yeah.
0: All right. Um, next question. Uh, sh- should white ankle socks be accepted as fashionable in gym attire?
1: <laughs> uh, so I'm the last person to answer this because I'm the least fashionable <laughs> person that I know. But with that being said, what do they mean ankle socks? Is ankle, From my understanding, ankle socks are the low ones that you don't see. Do they mean the high yeah, ones? Yeah, like
0: the high ones. So, that's yeah, so the see. ones that you can't see, those are no-show socks where they call them below ankle or no show. Um, But yeah, like, I understand what they're saying. I, cause we all, we all love, um, I know you love that brand Gymshark shark. And, um, and some of their recent posts, they have had people wearing the all white. They almost look like dad's shoes, like the all white uh, new balances with like ankle socks, white puffy ankle socks. Like it's like we're in the eighties. And I don't know why that's coming back, but I have seen it uh, because I like shoes, and I look at people's shoes, and where you obviously have to look at their socks, and so like I've seen more of these like ruffled socks that are like '80s style coming back, and I don't I don't know why, and I see it in ads. See, yeah.
1: This is hard for me because John Meadows and Evan Apone are sock guys, like <laughs> the, the high socks. <laughs> Sometimes they're white, and I like both of them so much. It's hard for me to hate them. But you'll never see me wearing socks,
0: no matter what I think John Meadows has a squat video where he has those white socks on. Um,
1: But he's squatting like 600 pounds for reps or 500. Like the 1998 video of him squatting is
0: ridiculous. So basically the premise of this, we agree that you can wear those socks if you can squat heavy. Or do heavy lifts. And or if you can grill an awesome steak. I think that's totally fine. Ex-
1: yeah. there, there we go. go. That's the only stipulation. Right, perfect.
0: Um, this person asks, how soon do you need protein after a workout?
1: Uh, I feel like this is all dependent on previous nutrition in the day. And if you take anything. Because yep. if you don't do any intra workout, I think it you want that to be as fast as possible. But if you take a standard intra workout with say a carb and an essential now, I think you have more room to work with.
0: I agree. Yep. I don't think it matters. Um, uh, yeah. Um, uh, yeah. Cause the, uh, the 15 hour or the 15 minute anabolic window or whatever that used to be, um, definitely a myth, but yeah, just like you said, depends on your nutrition throughout the day. Um, and it could be a meal or a shake; it doesn't matter. Um, all right, next question. This person asked, "What do you nerd out about?" So,
1: do you want to start, or should I?
0: Oh, I'll, I'll take this one. Um, I'll start this. So, I nerd out about um, like looking up like uh, like medical stuff. Like, I, I don't know why I have a fascination with it, but I like looking up um, recent studies on certain diseases and, uh, and like, what's what's out there. Like, what are they finding now? Uh, and, like, the medications involved with it. I really have a fascination about pharmaceutical drugs. Um, yeah, I think that's pretty much my nerding out.
1: Perfect. So, mine are three basic things, so Obviously, I coach. I want to be seen as a one of the best coach. Like, in 10 years, I want to be one of the names in coaching. So, anything nutrition, training, or health around supplements or anything, if I come across a new study, I'm, like, actively searching this stuff, and it's something I do nerd out about a lot. But the other two, one, people probably know because I'm I'm self-employed. I've been doing that for a long time. So, business is something I'm very, very interested in. But psychology, psychology is what I first started in because of the way I grew up, what I was around, um, kind of all the subconscious shit that I had to deal with to be able to even think I could get out of that environment. So psychology has been a big part of uh, how I've changed my life. And same with Mike, my, my brother, Underdog Books, that's me and him really started looking into the psychology of this stuff, breaking habit loops. And that's really what got us away from everyone else in the family
0: yeah. Um, yeah. I just thought about another one actually actually two more condiments I nerd out about um, I know <laughs> we both like talk about condiments all the time uh, I spend a lot of time in the grocery aisle looking at condiments um, so we
1: I've seen you got the two that I've been that teriyaki I told you about and the uh, sweet what is it Sweden's,
0: the mustard. yeah 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 yeah, yeah. From. See, the mustard one, Dude. that one's the same as the uh, Southwest Spicy from Walmart. It's the same thing, sweet and spicy. Yeah, they're the same thing. Like I, I've used them both side by side. and um, But, yeah, I've been, like, tagging G. Hughes and everything. I'm like, man, that would be awesome to, like, get sponsored by them.
1: <laughs> Dude, if they can send me, like, a case of sweet Thai chili, I will post every second of oh,
0: I know. the day. I, I- I'll just live stream. I everything. would put it in a bath and do a a, a picture for that. Um, and and <laughs> and then the other thing that uh, that I nerd out about recently has been like looking up toys uh, and the value of them. So like I've been looking up like Lego toys and like old toys that I had. I'm like, man, this is this this much, and if I sell it like this much, and yeah, something about that man about collection stuff, like it's great. Does that come down to business kind yeah. of too though? Cause that's,
1: it's a whole yeah, kind of,
0: yeah. yeah. I mean, because it's, to me it's odd. It's like the psychology thing too. It's like, why would someone pay like 500 bucks for this Lego toy? That's never been opened. It gets <laughs> like, it's really weird to me, but it's fascinating because I'm like, Ooh, what's out there. That's like <laughs> that. I, I can, it's almost like an investment. It's a very, very cheap investment usually. And you're just like, oh, maybe it'll be worth something. I don't know, but it's, it's really weird. I don't understand people's collection habits of, like, what what is going to be worth money versus what's not.
1: But don't you, like, collect shoes? Like, you buy shoes that aren't even... Yeah. Your I'm so obsessed. Yeah, I love
0: shoes. Uh, shoes and hoodies. Uh, I, I have a uh, fascination for hoodies, and uh, my wife hates it. So, she's in here right now. <laughs>
1: That's weird. Normally, women are the ones that want to steal all their, their men's yeah. hoodies.
0: She's like, Well, see. like, I used to. Huh? It's half your closet.
1: Yeah, half my
0: closet's hoodies. And I live in Florida, guys. <laughs> 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 I'm like hoping that it gets like in the 70s so I can justify wearing a hoodie. <laughs> oh, man. I remember walking into the gym, and, like, I had a hoodie on, and the guy it must have been like 99 degrees and the guy's like is it cold outside and i'm like eh, no <laughs> oh man it's terrible um i don't know man
1: dude i like to start my workouts yeah. in hoodies,
0: even if it's warm. yeah see my thing is, is like i wear them in the gym so much that they start to get a funk to them and then that's where i have to like i have to throw them away but before i throw them away like i had this like deep concern that i'm not gonna have a hoodie for me to wear the next day so i'd have like so for that concern i buy five that i don't need to to replace that one um yeah i, I don't know it's it's very very bad but yeah shoes man
1: so that, so you're saying once my hoodies come out you're buying
0: yeah. five that's what i heard yeah yeah <laughs> yeah i will um but <laughs> i know I, there's like hoodies that like come out and i'm just like oh i really want that but then i'm like i can't i have like house expenses and stuff so um so i just like look at them <laughs> uh but uh yeah yeah I, my wife's closet has my shoes in it so, so she, um yeah but those will be worth money one day so some of them are limited edition uh that they're
1: Dude, I know some people that have flipped shoes for outrageous amount. Like, make a hundred percent on their money. Like, pay two hundred, get four hundred yeah. from it, yeah. or more. I See, I don't
0: spend more than fifty bucks on shoes. So, like, I got one pair that I bought for thirty five dollars, and if I sell them now, they they can sell for over three hundred. I mean, I've had bids on them, yeah. <laughs> so I'm just holding on to it. Um. Anyways, man, that's a whole discussion in itself of my my uh, my weaknesses. <laughs> Um. All right, so so let's go ahead and end it with this question. Uh, the next viewer asked, uh, what's the longest you had to hold a fart in?
1: <laughs> this is such a stupid question. Oh, man. But it's relevant. <laughs> it is relevant. If you're eating at, like in bodybuilding or anything where you're eating high protein – it's something people have had to deal with at some point they're stuck in a situation they're just like ah i can't do it or you're scared because you like someone would be like ah oh, this might not just be a fight so like <laughs> it's risky business that's when you that's when you get yourself in trouble
0: oh man uh i was just listening to a Fuad podcast that they're talking about sharding <laughs> that broking yeah the yeah. argument okay
1: everyone every body will <laughs> yeah
0: um uh, i've definitely been there before and uh but uh so like i think this is like you're saying it's very relevant especially with like diets that are higher in protein um and i know this one is coming from someone who has an office job and so i'm assuming they must have like held it in through their entire shift is what i'm assuming
1: uh, yeah it'd be so painful. i know right
0: you would get those cramps so i can only think of like how so i I could almost guarantee you that if a woman did not have an out during a date to like go to the restroom or something, she would hold in that fart for the entire date like it doesn't like I guarantee it versus a man would try to find the the downwind and then just like let it out then <laughs> because that's that's the like
1: tuck around a corner or right just any way right
0: right just like oh yeah go ahead. i gotta tie my shoe i'll catch up in a second um but uh yeah i think the longest i've had to hold one in um man i'm trying to think uh i'll be honest man at work i just let him out um (laughs) uh and at home like i just let him out um in the car let him out in the gym i let him out um (laughs) Yeah, man, on squat, on squat day, like it doesn't matter. Um, I think the only time I really have to like hold it in is, uh, man, I'm trying to think. Uh, church, I'd say. Yeah, church, because you know, being Mormon, you have like a three hour block, so it's like,
1: uh, I'd go out of my way. (laughs)
0: Yeah, yeah, but you're like, yeah, that's where kids come in handy, because then I can just let it go and be like, oh yeah, my kid, my kid. But, like, if you're stuck in the pews, like, in the middle of the pew, like, all the way up front, like, yeah, man, I'm like, uh, excuse me, excuse me. Like, if I get up and I start kind of, like, waddling, if I start waddling, <laughs> the bedroom, it might come out. So, I would just rather sit there and hold it in and deal with the cramping and then wait until, like, after the hour meeting and then go outside. Um, yeah. So, I would say, like, an hour. Dude, I was, stu- <laughs> I, I was
1: stuck in traffic for at least an hour with shit sweats. Like, where you have to shit so bad. You're literally in pain, sweating. Dude, I was I was so nervous. There was no way out. The traffic was a dead stop. I was, the nearest gas station was already in my GPS. But I'm literally sitting in my seat scrunching my ass cheeks as hard as I can,
0: sweating, and so much pain. Oh, man. So much pain. That's so bad. Oh, man. It's... <laughs> I can only imagine. So the, the viewers that are, or, um, or listeners that are, that are tuning in, um, be careful on the magnesium supplements. Don't take too much because <laughs> what happened to TJ might happen to you in the car if you're stuck in traffic. So if there is a traffic jam, uh, make sure you don't take your magnesium beforehand.
1: <laughs> magnesium and free workout. <laughs> Ooh, you're in trouble now.
0: Oh uh, man. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's true. Okay, I think that's a, uh, that's a good note to uh, stop on. Um, anything else?
1: <laughs> nope, I think, I think we're good to end it right Perfect, there. man.
0: All right, thanks for tuning in, and we'll talk to you guys later.